One of the most critical parts of dropshipping is finding winning products. And I see far too many people playing the guessing game and not having any success. So I actually put together this gift for you. It's the ultimate guide to finding winning products. It's actually the same concepts that I use that lead to $1,000 days in dropshipping for me. And there's a lot of people that ask me, so I've actually recorded this workshop that I did in Chicago, and it lays out all the strategies. There's criteria, free methods, paid methods, the works, even some things that even pros don't even know about. And I put this together and bundled it in a gift for you. So all you need to do is go to products.techmoneytalks.com. Go to products.techmoneytalks.com. It's actually my gift to you to help you find winning products. Let the data guide you. It's not a guessing game. It's right there in front of you. Once you see it, it's a numbers game, and it's really awesome. Brian McCumber here from Tech Money Talks. I am really excited today because we have a twofer on the podcast. We are fortunate to have professional dropshippers Corey Showstack and Rodney Zakaruk as a special guest on the show. And for those of us in e-com, you should know who Corey and Rodney are because they are one of the few partners in dropshipping, crushing it in e-commerce, and was actually featured in Oberlo's blog for taking a store from zero to over $350,000 in eight months. If you don't know who they are, then you're in for a real treat because Corey and Rodney has an inspirational journey straying away from the traditional norms to go all in on the dropshipping business and now becoming a major influencer in this space. Corey and Rodney are treating their business like a business and be keeping it real. They've been keeping it real the whole time. If you're interested in starting an online business to make extra money, you better save this episode in your back pocket and listen to it over and over again because the stories and the tips you're going to learn here will give you the opportunity to quickly launch your own business to help your wallet grow fat. Corey and Rodney has been absolutely killing in e-commerce, launching multiple six-figure stores in months. With their knowledge, they now launch Connect Marketing, taking everything they learned from their own e-commerce business to help others and local businesses get results with their digital marketing. Time is money and everyone's looking to get a piece of their time. And I'm so happy to have them on the show today. Corey, Rodney, thanks for joining us. How's it going? Good, man. Thanks, thanks for Rob, having Brian. us, Brian. Yeah, we're so <laughs> to be here. We've, uh, you know, after hearing Emma being on the show and meeting her in Berlin, we were super excited to reach out and glad to be a part of this and able to share our story. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, shout out to Emma Reed, uh, because I know we're going to dive into all of that, how you guys connected uh, in Berlin and meeting with Oberlo, and uh, just really great things. I think we have a lot of great things to talk about, but I'd say, you know, maybe for the audience so they can get to know you a little better, maybe we can step back and you guys can share your journey into dropshipping. Right. Uh, so Rodney here. Um, Corey and I have been friends for a while now. Uh, my first introduction to the dropshipping kind of business model, I was on a trip to Costa Rica in 2017 and I was sharing a cab with a guy back to the airport and he started talking about how he was going from Costa Rica to a bunch of music festivals um, afterwards and I kind of started to inquire about like, how are you able to travel so much and go to all these music festivals? And he started to talk to me about the dropshipping business model and how he was selling uh, mugs online. And that kind of sparked my interest. So I started writing down notes and from there I uh, started researching it a little bit more. And then when I got home, I kind of put it on the back burner for a bit. And then Corey actually, yeah, um, <laughs> I ended up hearing about it uh, a couple months later. I had left Costa Rica earlier at that point. So he was alone with our other friend and our other friend wasn't paying attention to the conversation apparently. <laughs> but uh, so then, yeah, I had heard about it from a friend as well. And, mentioned it to Rodney and he's like oh yeah I actually did hear about that we need to look into this further yeah. and um because we wow. both always had we were both kind of known within our friend group as like crazy business idea guys ones that you know seem very far-fetched or outside of the norm and to we us, like to think big <laughs> we like to think big but to us it wasn't even very big it was more of just like if there's people doing this you know we can do it too so we started yeah. building out random stores on Shopify just to kind of get the hang of it 
Um, and then it all really started with a prank on our friend. Um, yeah. <laughs> our friend Devin, we, uh, he's kind of the, uh, he reacts the best to pranks in our group. So what we wanted to do was we built a, a Santa suit store and we were like thinking, we were just working the whole time thinking, okay, will people actually buy stuff from our website? Like, is this real, real enough or realistic enough to kind of convince someone to purchase or put their credit card information onto this site? And from there, we started to build out this Santa suit website. And we actually convinced uh, one of our friends, Devin, to go and purchase a Santa suit from the site, which we ordered and we went on a Santa tour beer crawl and he actually wore the Santa suit and we have photos of him. In wow. it. Yeah. And then we uh, <laughs> met up with him in Vietnam about four months later. Cause we left for Asia right in the new year after that Christmas and uh, showed him the video of us creating the store and, you know, seeing him in the checkout and then getting him to purchase it and getting the order. So after that, and after seeing him convinced enough to be, to put his information in, we we're like, you know, we might be onto something here. But yeah. uh, we, we actually took a quick 180 as soon as that happened. And we were like, you know what? We're going on this trip to Asia. Why don't we look into like vlogging on YouTube? We think this might be a huge opportunity. Um, and yeah, we were looking at a five-month trip in Southeast Asia. So we were, we were just thinking like we saw all these travel vloggers and we were, we were thinking like we could do that too, right? So yeah. we, we, uh, we were planning on creating this whole uh, travel vlog YouTube channel and that kind of took our attention away from it. Um, in the meantime, we were building up like a bunch of other kind of Instagrams and I started to build this one Instagram that had pretty high engagement um, and then it got to like 2000 or so um, followers on Instagram, I think. And then I built the website and then it got one sale and then from there we just kind of lost our attention and uh we just went back to travel vlogging and then once we got back from asia after realizing how tedious and kind of time consuming <laughs> video editing was and we wow. were moving maybe every three to four days which were like yeah it was just so out of our threshold like we didn't know anything about editing videos before we went really we maybe worked with <laughs> adobe premiere iMovie for like a few hours so we were way out of our realm yeah we were, um, we were definitely not prepared we got a lot of good footage which we still need to put together and edit but uh during during the uh the travels it was just it was impossible right yeah. so we definitely bit off more we could more than we could chew with that one so yeah, we kind of just ended up enjoying it, um, had a couple other Instagrams we had pre-built before, just letting them kind of run occasionally, doing some research and updating. But then when we got home from Asia in the summer, um, you know, we were both back working full-time jobs and then figured, you know, why did we give up on this? Like, it's only been a few months. We, we already have this Instagram account that's pretty highly engaged and continuing to grow. Uh, let's see if we can run on the momentum run off the momentum of this and um you know get ready for the upcoming holiday season and that's kind of where everything started for us truly yeah because i was working at a government job um i was in like engineering operations so it's kind of like just i don't know even know how to describe <laughs> just it just manual labor manual labor essentially, essentially yeah. yeah um i was on the water main construction crew so we were removing water mains from um, the middle of roads and it was, <laughs> it was a good paying job and it was a definitely a highly sought after job in our area, but um, it, it wasn't what I wanted to do. And Corey had just started, uh, I'll let you tell it. Yeah, I just started working for like an act another social media marketing agency actually. And uh, you know, I was going in with the intention of learning everything I could, which I definitely took advantage of, of learning what I could, but I was hoping to learn from the owner and uh, or one of the owners, but he just seemed like he was a little bit checked out because he had actually already sold the company when I started. And so wow. I was a little bit bummed out with that. And I was like, you know, I can tell you're not all here. And he wasn't showing up to meetings if I was asking him to. And uh, so I kind of felt like I was a little bit on my own at that point um, working there. And I knew it wasn't something that was going to be long term for me. So I ended up quitting right before my three month uh, probationary period ended up or ended. Um, and I was like, you know what, I think even though we only have a few sales at this point, we it's it's gonna work for us. Like something was just telling me in my head, I got to quit, I have a little bit of money saved. If I if it doesn't work for us, I can always start interviewing at new positions, uh, applying for jobs. But you know, Rodney and I put in so much work, uh, working literally like 16 18 hour days each, yeah. to wow. just get this thing going off the floor for 
for Black Friday when things started ramping up, uh, we did like what three thousand in revenue and on from Black Friday to December, and then scaled up from there for to like seventy thousand. Yeah, seventy seventy-five, <laughs> and then I think a hundred in January. Yeah, so it just took off for us, and uh, and then the rest of the year was basically you know us trying to maintain and um, uh, keep on top of things and and learn things that we didn't have the opportunity to learn in the beginning because we were just you know, trying to be reactive to everything and all these orders that came in and customer support emails and, yeah. you know, learning on the fly, essentially. And we definitely felt the uh, the growing pains with scaling too quickly. Yeah. Um, we were getting to about like a thousand orders a day and then we got hit with our um, supplier messaging us saying, uh, happy Chinese New Year. Um, we're going to be out uh, of the office or out of work for the next like three weeks or so and we were doing a thousand orders a day at this point and we had never anticipated that Chinese New Year was going to affect our lives at any point so this this wasn't something that we had planned for and then from there we were just dealing with like every day we would wake up and <laughs> trip to Asia and you didn't plan you didn't catch the Chinese New Year <laughs> no yeah no, I know right it was yeah. uh funny <laughs> We got caught up in the excitement of it all because it was all happening so fast and yeah. we had never seen amounts of money like that before in our lives right so we were yeah. definitely running high on emotions at that point too and then from there we had to we were just dealing with pages of customer service inquiries of where's my product when's my product going to be here um following the uh the kind of the chinese new year fiasco yeah and yeah. so we were just dealing with all of that and just dealing with a, n a bunch of other inefficiencies within our business and just kind of, I guess, failing upwards. We yeah, were <laughs> failing upwards and finally feeling like we're on top of things now and everything's rolling properly for us and moving in the right direction. Yeah. Um, like we mentioned earlier, we, we met up with those other merchants at yeah. Overload. And uh, yeah, so now hey, we're this just- This is awesome. I, I like that term that you use failing upwards man that's really good and just to jump in here uh before we go into like a lot of the current stuff that that you guys are doing which is really awesome i'm, I'm excited to talk about that with you but even yeah. to take a step back to some of the earlier points because you guys dropped a lot of great points in your journey <laughs> which is awesome and even you know going back to the 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 cab ride story which i think is like uh really awesome because i find myself you know, I'm, I'm based out of Chicago and, you know, sometimes like literally just this morning, I did a podcast shout out for a previous feature guest and I was in the back of the cab. I use the back of the cab, right? So like take some videos, kind of maximizing the use of my time. But long story short, like, you know, it's the same thing. Like the, the driver will catch on to what I'm, you know, giving a shout out about. Yeah. And they're like, what are you doing? What's e-commerce, drop shipping? And all of a sudden, you know, they're like the next person, you know, joining our Chicago group or, you know, yeah. following and then getting involved in, into, so, you know, between cabs and Uber rides, you know, and I'm in the back making use of the back seat, uh, recording videos and shouting out. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it gets a lot of attention. So like the way you guys, you know, you know, caught that and then took action to follow yeah. which has been really good so i think uh, that cab ride story was really great for yeah. sure and let me let me touch on another point here like you guys um let's see here i'm, I'm taking a look um that that's what i was curious about so with that five month trip to asia what were you guys doing to earn money over the course of that trip or were you earning money uh, no, so we weren't earning money. We just had uh, worked at uh, Corey actually worked at the, the same job that I worked at as well at the city. Uh -huh. and he had just saved up, saved um, up enough to get you through. Wow, wow! Essentially, that summer before we left, so we left uh, January first of twenty eighteen, I guess it was. Um, yeah. But yeah, the summer before, I was working yeah the same job as Ronnie with another friend of mine, and we were both actually graduating university that. Um, in that December. So we're like, you know what, we got to get away. I always told myself I was going to finish school and take a nice extended vacation and allow myself the time to think and kind of really come up with a plan on what I want to do moving forward with my life. And yeah, uh, so yeah it was pretty much just, you know, I, I was introduced to the e-commerce side of things, but to get things up and running and sustainable before we left didn't seem feasible to us at the time, considering we were so new into everything. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah basically it was cool. Because it uh, seems like you had a taste for e-commerce and online business, and but at that point didn't have it figured out, and then you you went on this you know 
vlogging trip. And then it's interesting. So when you got back and then you had to come back to like what we called, you know, the, the social norms and going back to a nine to five job. Uh, what was that experience like? Oh my God. Depressive. It was, it, it was terrible to be honest. Yeah. yeah. It went yeah. from best time of our lives to the worst time of our lives really quickly. Wow. Yeah. And it was summer too. Like it was summer when we got back. So it was supposed to be a good time, but just after seeing how happy people were traveling and meeting digital nomads. Yeah. Other people that were working online, just it sparked this kind of, uh, I don't know, innovation within some, us, some sort of fire in us. Like we, we were both quite heavy into, you know, video games and computer games growing up. So we always had a knack for computers and technology. And after we got home, we kind of approached it and like, this is just a video. It's a real life video game to us now. And I know yeah. Emma feels the same way because she was making money real early on on the computer, which is unreal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when we got home, we we're just, I don't know, some sort of fire was burning in us to give it another go because I know we both knew we were uh, hardworking enough and, you know, rational enough to, to make something work. It was just a matter of us putting the time in, making sacrifices and uh, figuring out the, the most efficient way to get to where we are now. And, you know, obviously we ran into a bunch of hurdles along the way mm -hmm. and barriers, but uh, we never gave up. No. And, and that Asia trip changed us for sure. And it's as, as cliche as it is to say, um, you know, it honestly did. It really opened our eyes to what the world can offer you if you, you know, go yeah. out there and chase your dreams. Yeah. And it was cool because there was actually four of us on the trip. So myself, Rodney, and two other friends of ours. And uh, when they got back, they made huge changes in their lives as well. And, uh, you know, now we're all, we're all still friends, but it's awesome to see that we've all progressed so much. And we, we all attribute a lot of that to, you know, being on this trip together and actually getting to see what the world has to offer and, you know, how strong you are mentally as a person, when you're in a place that you have no idea what the language is, you don't understand, you know, what the writing or the, the cursive is, um, yeah. and trying to get around and just being independent. So we grew up a lot. Yeah, it was definitely, it was, it was a huge trip, like just for, I don't know, real, realizing that anybody that's doing any of these businesses online are just the normal person like we are. And yeah. once we started to realize that we were like, we're smart enough to do this. Like we just need to keep pushing and it'll happen. Everybody else is just a normal person. They've just kind of figured it out or put themselves in the right direction or position. Yeah. So, and you know, one of the things that I caught in, in doing the research, and I think maybe this leads up to where you started having success or being determined to have success. Mm -hmm. I caught that, uh, uh, that post about the, the Corvette uh, story and the accident. And yeah. that almost killed Rodney is what I read. So I was like, I was wondering if you could share that with the audience. Absolutely. So this was when I was working at um, the city as well. And we were actually we had started our store at this point, and we were starting to do decent sales. So I was I was at work, literally in the trenches, <laughs> when it was pouring rain out, and I'd be checking my phones and it'd be like, we just sold like $1,000. And wow. I'm freaking out. I'm like, I don't even know. I can't tell anybody about this. I can't even explain this to my family right now because I don't know if it's like real or <laughs> I don't know. It was just so confusing and so emotional at that time because I was trying to process it myself as uh, just a, a young kid. Right. And, and then I was working one day at the city. And so what we were doing was water main construction and we'd be removing water mains from the middle of roads. So there was a guy that came peeling around the corner um, going probably like 70 to 80 kilometers an hour. I'm not sure, maybe like 50 miles per hour for Americans out there. 40, 40. Wow. 40. I don't really know. <laughs> and he came turning around the corner and he hit this Corvette that was parked next to our, um, our job site. And there was, I think, three or four of us standing and working right there. And he hit the Corvette and the Corvette came sliding almost, uh, what's that movie? <laughs> um, ooh. Final Destination. It felt like Final Destination. Uh -huh. so this Corvette came sliding towards us and the uh, backhoe operator had actually put his arm down in front of us to kind of block anything from the road. So the Corvette came sliding towards us, but the arm had actually stopped the Corvette from hitting us. So had that arm not have been there, we would have all been crushed from it. Like, I don't think any of us would have, I don't, I don't think we would have survived, to be honest. Wow. Uh, it was that point where I, that really started to shake me up. And I was like, this is now a dangerous job in my head. 
And this is something that like, I don't want to do for the rest of my life. And it's something that I don't want to put myself in, into that kind of that danger anymore. And I had that realization that like you have one life and this is your chance to, to make the most of it. So after that moment, I, I really sparked another fire underneath me. And, uh, from there I was just, I was determined. I'm like, no matter what, we're going to make this work. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. I can imagine that makes a big impact and, you know, gives that perspective on, on life. And, and sometimes it, it you know, it takes those eye awakening moments to yeah. realize that. And, and, and I think it's really awesome that, that you shared that, you know, you know, I read about it and caught out. It's like, man, that's awesome. And then I think for the audience listening right now, um, I think it's real powerful. Um, you know, once you gather perspective on life that, you know, life is much more than, you know, than the nine to five, especially if you're putting yourself at risk in Definitely. those scenarios, man, that's powerful. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really weird to go through because it was, it almost felt like it was meant to be like, I'm not a very, I'd say religious person, but it was just like the time, <laughs> the timing of it was insane. Yeah. So it was, it was the ultimate final catalyst for me to, to realize that this is, you know, this is what I have to do. I can't, I can't work for, for someone else anymore. I need to take charge and I need to kind of live my own life. So, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Thanks for sharing that for sure. And you know, one of the other things that that I caught that I thought was really awesome, and you and you and you partially mentioned it earlier, which yeah. was, and let me read this uh, quote here. I think it was from the Oberlo blog that you guys were on, and it was uh, it was like when we started doing thousand dollar days. I was sitting around with all these guys at work, just thinking, my life is about to change, and I can't even tell anybody. Yeah, and I think that's really powerful because I think you know. People, even people listening to the podcast and, and, you know, others, you know, they have that they're dealing with that same mental block and fear about getting started because mm -hmm. of like, like this. And I was wondering if you could share your experience and how you overcame that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of societal and a lot of um, pressures around just success, I guess, or trying yeah. to achieve, or, achieve success. Or pretending even. you're achieving success. Like yeah. A lot of showboaters. Um, yeah us we we had seen it with and you know a friend of ours before that kind of got ostracized from the group just because he was pursuing something he was passionate about and you know we were guilty for this too and and kind of just picking a side and not getting the full story of everything and we were scared of that because we didn't want to lose friends and you know we yeah had been around for a long time and uh so we were scared and we didn't want to be put into that scenario because it would just be an extra stress on top of what we were already doing, which was, you know, me being out of work and working on this full time, Rodney working full time and then working on the store full time, as well as, you know, trying to maintain a social life. And that was one of the things we figured we could keep hidden from. And then when we did start kind of telling people, you know, our lives, our lives did change. You know, yeah. we, we went through a lot of, uh, figuring out who really is there to support you and who isn't. And, um, yeah. so yeah, that was definitely a very difficult time. It for played us to a get much through. larger factor than we had anticipated. Yeah. Uh, let's put it that way. It was, uh, it was, uh, a big kind of clash in our friend group just because of what we were doing. And I don't know, I guess people thought that we were trying to be better than other people or we were trying, we thought we were better than other people but the, the actual case was, is we tried to keep it hidden as long as possible because we didn't want that backlash. And then when it got to the point where we kind of had to tell people what we were doing, so they didn't think we were selling drugs, <laughs> yeah. we, uh, we, we felt the backlash completely from, from yeah. parts of our friend group. You know, our really? philosophy around it was no one is looking out for my retirement Mm -hmm. And unless you're willing to pay for my life from here on out up until when I, when I die, you know, I have to be responsible for my health. I have to be responsible for my finances and I have to be responsible for, for everything that I do. So, yeah. you know, at that point it kind of just, it's flipped a switch in us is like, you know what, if you're not okay supporting what we're doing, that's fine. You don't have to be around, but we're going to be moving forward with what we're doing regardless because we're passionate about it. Um, so if you want to be around, you can be around and it definitely helped us, uh, figure out, you know, who, who we want to be in our life and who actually helps bring us up and, and achieve our, our goals. Yeah. Yeah. Very well said for sure. And, and I'm wondering like, 
what advice would you give to the person that's listening right now that maybe they're, you know, they're stuck in that situation concerned about those things? Like, I say, I say, go for it. 100% go for it because you'll regret it if you don't. And I wouldn't let other people dictate your actions or your life because like we said, ultimately they're not going to be paying for your retirement or your lifestyle at all. So if if you can achieve something, go achieve it. Don't, don't listen to other people telling you that you can't achieve it. Believe in yourself. And there will be more opportunities and doors opening for you. The further you go into that rabbit hole of what you're passionate about, right? Like, Like if we didn't stay on top of this, we never would have ended up meeting Emma or getting out to Berlin. So it's just kind of a, or Paul, yeah, it's just a testament to show that, you know, if you don't give up and and if you use failure as a tool to learn, then, you know, you're going to get through those hurdles and barriers and and difficult times, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, you're going to start surrounding yourself with the like-minded individuals who want to achieve the same things you are and, you know, can offer valuable advice to you. Yeah. It's almost like an olive oil and vinegar separation. Like the people that don't want to see you uh, succeed or achieve your goals are going to separate themselves regardless, but those aren't the people that you truly want in your life, right? You want people that are going to boost you up and you want to help boost them up as well. No, really powerful. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that guys. And, uh, cause I know that there's quite a few people out there, you know, probably dealing with the same challenges and maybe that's one of the mental blocks that's stopping them right now. So hopefully here in your journey, uh, yeah, I think it's going to help a lot of people. So thanks I for sharing that. Yeah, cool. we hope so. Awesome, man. Well, hey, uh, so the other thing that uh, came to mind is like, what's the story behind, you know, meeting with Oberlo and, and setting up the interview and the trip to Berlin? Maybe share that with the audience. Yeah. Uh, so we had just kind of been working on the business and just we've been using the app Oberlo a lot. And I think Corey found out that they had a program where you could yeah, they had the success stories blog. So we're like, this is awesome. You know, like maybe we can gain some exposure here Mm -hmm. and um, just kind of get our names out there because eventually we want to, you know, work on the personal brand and and grow ourselves into people that provide valuable advice online and may be able to help educate others, which we're trying to do with the e-com explorers. But uh, yeah, we got contacted back by them, um, ended up doing the interview, had that. Uh, come out and and I think it was August or late August and then invited out to the Oberlo headquarters in Berlin and Rodney and I have neither been to Europe so we were like wow this is going to be a cool opportunity for us Um, yeah why don't we see if we can extend the trip and you know test out the actual digital nomad lifestyle because our our biggest trip before that was the Asia one but we weren't making money or working online so we figured this would be a great test for us and ended up doing six weeks in Europe, uh, bouncing around from country to country and working from Airbnbs or hostels or cafes and kind of just testing out to see, you know, where our priorities were at, how we could actually, you know, schedule our time around being in a new city and going sightseeing or, or uh, you know, participating in whatever events there were and then managing to get all of our stuff done at the same time. And uh, so that was good practice for that. And then we ended the trip actually in Berlin. Um, and that's where we met Emma. She reached out to us on Instagram. Yeah, ended up meeting up with her. And then shortly after that, ended up meeting up with Paul and did a bunch of work at the Oberlo HQ. So we, you know, we did a podcast with their guy, David, I believe his name was. Yeah. Um, a couple videos with Jessica for the YouTube channel and then just like product insight, um, logistics insight from the, the Oberlo team. Um, we got to meet with the CEO Andreas Andreas. of Oberlo as well. Um, Super cool guy, super relaxed. Yeah. He was a drop shipper just like four or five years ago as well. So he really understands the business. Yeah. It was super cool just to kind of get acquainted with their team and, you know, have them as contacts now and, and, um, just to be able to get our names out there. I mean, we've got, I think two videos out on the Oberlo blog now. The other one came out yesterday. So that's super cool for us. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) And did you see an impact from, from being featured uh, in Oberlo and then, you know, people, you know, starting to follow things like that? Uh, Definitely. Yeah. We're starting to see more people kind of come into our Facebook group, which we're trying to, to funnel kind of traffic to right now. Um, And then our personal brands as well are starting to grow and our, uh, 
our YouTube and um, Instagram profile. Yeah, just Instagram. getting DM'd like crazy yeah. right now, which is uh, a well, lot of outreach. <laughs> a lot of outreach for sure. But our main focus is uh, getting people into the Ecom Explorers group with Paul and Emma. Um, you know, ever since Paul's video came out, we had the group up and running. And it's kind of just a community where we, you know, transparently answer questions for people and vice versa. You know, we post questions too. And uh, other people kind of help answer questions in there as well. And and uh, it's a good community for people that are trying to make that connection of starting drop shipping or starting an online business and figuring out what the next steps are in terms of growing it and actually driving traffic there and making yeah. sales and, and creating ads and all of that stuff. And just, just learning together and building your business together with a community of people. We're just creating a collective hive mind because it's, it's really neat. It's almost self-sustaining now where we go in there and we're answering a bunch of questions, but obviously our time is limited and how, how often we can be in there answering questions. Cause sometimes we'll be doing it for like two or three hours a day, but uh, it, it does take up a quite a bit of our, our time there. And now we're seeing a bunch of other people and a bunch of other um, experienced e-commerce entrepreneurs. Yeah. Answering questions. questions. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It's Actually, awesome. Yeah. Just this morning I entered a request to join the group as well. And yeah. I remember when Emma was sharing it and I thought it was really awesome. And I'm glad you guys are sharing the story behind meeting and, and putting the group together. And I think it's a really great thing that you're doing for the community. Oh, Absolutely. You. But yeah, I just entered my uh, uh, request to join. So that's awesome. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll make sure we approve you. <laughs> <laughs> Get approved for it. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's great. But yeah, we just wanted to kind of create something that would have been beneficial for us when we were starting out. We were thinking of, okay, what, what yeah. was something that we, we kind of lacked, which was the social aspect of it. We were very isolated when we started out, not telling anybody else about what we were doing. So we were just completely caught up in just working together and had no outside kind of pull really, which was, it can be, it can be very isolating can make it a lot more difficult than it needs to be, right? Yeah, yeah, no, very true. And uh, it's, you know, part of the reason why, you know, I, I had, you know, in my journey started the the podcast, part of the reason why uh, in Chicago, I started the Dropship Chicago group where now like over the past five, six months, it's grown to over 220 members wow. like locally. And uh, just because, you know, wondering beforehand is like, okay, what group can you network with, lift each other up and and, uh, you know, have that type of camaraderie and, um, mm -hmm. you know, there wasn't anything like that. So like with what you guys are doing with the Facebook group, um, I think it's a really awesome thing. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's, Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. We're enjoying every moment it's of it. Super so neat. It's... We're waking up just so excited again to just <laughs> yeah. go in the group and see how, how it's growing and how people are interacting with each other and just, just yeah, because I think I saw you guys have like over 2,000 members now. In the yeah, yeah, just group. within the last three weeks since we started it, or maybe, yeah, just about three weeks ago, actually. Yeah, awesome, man. So it's, it's growing like crazy, and it's super cool to see people progress throughout the group as well, because they'll kind of come in with starter knowledge, and you see them develop every yeah. time you go in there, which is, it's people so cool. People getting their first sales, yeah. you know, email subscribers, or growing their Instagram, and you're just yeah. like, cool like yeah we just <laughs> want to make it a thing. supportive community right? yeah yeah and for the most yeah and that support and then you know people having an uh you know an area that they can trust because i mean i think that was the other part of the reasons like you know people don't know what to trust out there they're watching people and there's these lambo gurus and yeah. that kind of stuff that uh and that's part of the reason why the podcast as well like to to kind of point people that have been keeping it real like yourselves and and emma and paul uh, but then um you know to avoid the fakes that are out there as well so that people don't get scammed uh, because you know there's there's that stuff that that happens as well so i mean for all the right reasons it's you know it's a really great thing what you guys are doing i'm fortunate that that's out there and i mean emma's a huge proponent of the transparency which we definitely agree with because for us, when we were starting, you know, we were scouring the internet and YouTube and Reddit and everything we could for information and to decipher what's real information or what's not a scam and, and what's applicable or valuable to you is so difficult, especially yeah. if you're not well versed in the industry or, or anything at all. So, you and know, they can be costly mistakes as well. Exactly. So it's if yeah. we can provide that transparency and help people get a uh, kind of unbiased or, yeah. or an opinion that you know offers perspective from 
what we think would work because Paul, mm-hmm. Paul's got a general store, was working with general stores. Emma, as she mentioned, was one product and we're in the niche. So, you know, between the four of us, we have multiple perspectives for different types of questions, which we think is super valuable for people, you know, because yeah. Yeah. what we may not be able to answer, um, we, we can still give you our perspective on it. And, you know, it may or may not spark something in, within you to, uh, you know, make that next step. And that's kind of the mentality we want to provide with people as well is that there's not one set answer for every, for every problem, right? We want to create these, this group into, yeah, critical thinkers and problem solvers. So you can go up against an issue and instead of just saying, well, this is how I set up these ads. They said this in the YouTube video. It's okay. This isn't working. I can test this and see what worked out of it and what didn't, and then move on with what worked and fix what didn't. And then from there, yeah. You further refine make, it. Make calculated decisions as you go based off, you know, the information you've acquired. Yeah. Yeah. No, very well said for sure. Yeah, this is great stuff, man. And, you know, it actually leads me to the the topic that I did catch, and maybe you could share this, which uh, is dealing with the growth and the growing pains. And then I think you guys also highlighted, you know, the importance of the customer service. So I was wondering if you guys could touch on that. Yeah, absolutely. So with the growing pains, when we were talking about when we were doing a thousand orders a day and then Chinese New Year's came in and kind of put a halt to that really quick, <laughs> we we were dealing with these customer service emails. We were doing like sometimes pages on page. I don't even know. Yeah. I have PTSD from the <laughs> from waking up and looking at our Gmail inbox. It was it was a nightmare. But, but yeah. just going from that, we started to develop our customer service skills to the point where we were getting so good at customer service and we were coming up with just like the most tailored and the most sincere customer service responses we could come up with to let, let these them. people retain them and let yeah. them know that we resonate with their, with their anger and yeah. or not necessarily anger, just confusion and yeah. that we're going to solve this issue and something that we're going to get fixed. And we'd offer them discount codes and other promotions as well. Or, yeah. So it actually ended up being uh, more beneficial for our business because we almost over customer service them. So we provided them with fantastic customer service. And a lot of these people ended up becoming lifetime customers. Yeah, they would. We're so confused. What's going on? And, and for us, we're like, oh, okay, how do we take this and operate this and, and turn it into something that's going to spit them back out on our side as a customer that wants to come back? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like Rodney said, you know, giving the discount codes or, or um, restocking the item for them and sending it for free was definitely a way to keep them on our side because we, we obviously lost the uh, people that were really upset, but for those that were kind of on the fence and just confused, it worked out as a blessing in disguise because now they're, you know, con- they're still on our email subscribing list and, uh, you know, still purchasing from us. Yeah. And it reassured them that our brand was something that was going to uphold their, their side of the bargain, right? We made sure that everyone received their items. We made sure that every issue was resolved. So people really, they really appreciate that stuff. Cause I think it's, it's rare. Or it's, it's a lot harder to find these days. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you don't want to be in this one and done type of model and, and exactly what you guys described is like, I mean, you, you, you experienced uh, the growth and then the challenge of customer service. And now that challenge became your, probably one of your greatest strengths Mm-hmm. And uh, and then especially focused on customer service is one of the greatest things to focus on because that's longevity. You know, repeat Absolutely. customers, you know, the idea of the customer lifetime value is not just one and done, right? No. And yeah, we're huge advocates of low and slow. We wanna we wanna build a sustainable business and a huge a huge brand versus just having one of those drop shipping stores that like you're selling fidget spinners and you do $200,000 in a month and then the next, the next month you're selling nothing. Right. So we wanted to avoid that and we want to create essentially now we're moving away from drop shipping and it's just, it's all private uh, white labeling. Wow, man. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's been the pattern. I mean, that's kind of the next level thing, which is, which is really cool. And absolutely. Hopefully the audience, you know, catches onto that is that, you know, you're able to use drop shipping to, to, prove out, you know, what's worth making the investment yeah. into, right? And then, you know, taking, you know, the business to the to that next level, which is going to be, you know, more profitable, more rewarding. Yeah, definitely. Dropshipping is just a, a lean business model that you can utilize as a stepping stone to put yourself into larger, larger business. 
So one of the things that I did catch, you know, and you dropped it because the approach to drop shipping kind of breaks down into those three forms. You know, you got the single product store, the niche store, and then the general store. And uh, what was the approach again that you guys chose to go with? Uh, so essentially when we first started, we were just testing out Instagrams. Um, what was really hammered into our heads when we started out from watching YouTube videos was pick a niche and stick to it and find a powerful niche that people are willing to spend money on. And where, what we got from that was we were just growing Instagram accounts in different niches and seeing which ones were getting the quickest and um, most engagement. And from there, we were just we would just test and see. And then we found one niche that was working very well. And from there, we went with it. And we, were, we realized that this was a niche that people were super passionate about. And it was a hobby. So people are more likely to spend money on on their hobbies and things that they're passionate about. So that was yeah. kind of our ideology behind that. No, that's powerful, man. Yeah, I mean, when you when you tie that together, you know, products and and things that people get passionate about. I mean, that's uh, that's a great combination for sure <laughs> to get sales. And one other thing that kind of sparked uh, my attention was, like, um, related to your guys's partnership. I was actually curious about this. Yeah. Um, so, how has it been working in the in uh, in a partnership, and you know, you know, having that form, and you know, the kind of the pros and cons of it, I guess. It's been great. Honestly, I don't think we would be at this point or anywhere near this point without each other. Yeah, um, definitely not. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's a very rare thing that we have. We work very well um, in unison with one another just because we're both great. I don't know, been friends and we've traveled together. So we know each other's personalities very well. And we know how to like approach different scenarios very well with one another and we're, we're very rational and we're very analytical um, when it comes to making decisions before yeah. in the beginning, we definitely weren't, but we've refined, I guess, our, um, you know, how we tune into situations and mm -hmm. how we look at things with different perspectives. And then we get to, you know, bounce ideas off each other, or brainstorm and kind of start with broad scope and funnel all the way down to the, the best option for what we're trying to approach yeah we'll, um, we'll both kind of debate a little bit like our sides of our point of view or our sides of the argument and see okay this person has this point th this person has this point which one which one really is going to be the most beneficial for the business and yeah from there we just yeah we we, we write everything out a lot take on, a, on whiteboards yeah, take a step back from the emotion because i know with business partners or you hear horror stories of one not pulling their weight or not caring or not doing anything to push the needle towards driving traffic and growing the company. But we both have the same long-term goals and we both have, you know, the same work ethic, which has really put us on the same page and, and gotten us to work in unison. You know, mm -hmm. of, of course there are cons, which is you're kind of in an echo chamber between each other. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess the career path in general can be quite isolating, but having each other um, as someone who you can just bring up issues to or run ideas off of or, you know, uh, come to with, with something super cool that's happened that maybe the other person didn't pick up on is, is a great yeah. way to We collaborate. can collect a lot more information and then just bring it into like the collective hive mind essentially. And what advice would you give to somebody that's, you know, maybe considering or, or like wanting to find somebody that's, that's a partner? Uh, Tread with caution. <laughs> I think yeah. I think what we have is is pretty rare. Um, yeah. I've heard more stories of partnerships, but I don't want to deter people from that either. I yeah. just I would just approach it in a calculated way and make sure that you both have the same long term goals and the same kind of overall grand vision that you're trying to go for. Otherwise, it, there will be uh, I think a lot of conflicting issues yeah. just because when you want to sell the business or do you want to continue to grow this business one person might be set on just this one business is their be all end all where the other one's thinking i just want to flip this business and create an even bigger business or i want to make this business multi multi-million dollars versus one is comfortable with just making two hundred thousand yeah. dollars a year you got to be able to approach it with an open mind and more importantly with that, you got to be able to take criticism from the other person and learn from your mistakes. Definitely. You know, it obviously hurts to hear you did something wrong or you messed up or, or uh, this isn't what we're going to do after you put in a few hours of work. <laughs> Ultimately, 
you know, you got to take a step back from that and let that kind of not even anger, but just frustration, you know, yeah. sift out of you and, and look longer term. Okay. You know what? Maybe he's right. Maybe the two hours of work I just put in actually isn't the most efficient or optimal way of approaching this situation or barrier we've encountered. So, you know, all, all of that aside, we're still friends. It's not like we hate yeah. each other because he told me I did something wrong. It's just, you know, for us to succeed and, and create a sustainable business, we have to be on the same page about everything. And yeah. we can't have anything hidden or, you know, one of us not happy with the product. We, we have to make sure it's all things go between us and then yeah. we push forward. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. It's like having someone revise your work all the time. Right? Yeah, exactly. You're, you're just <laughs> constantly going over each other's work and it's like writing out a, a, an essay and uh, having someone peer review it or edit it. A yeah. lot of the things that you're writing in the moment, you're not going to realize because you're in the moment, right? Yeah. And then when they are from a different perspective, go in and look at it, they can say, okay, well, this is incorrect. This is incorrect. And it's, it's not about like hurting each other's feelings or anything. It's just, we have this grand vision that we want to achieve. So we both realize like we just want to make the most perfect and optimized product and, and decision making and decision making that we can. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Cause I think, uh, I think it'll help a lot of people. And I, I would describe like what you guys have. Yeah. It's actually something special. You know, yeah. it seems like it happened organically. You guys were friends, like-minded, you know, on the same page. And then with everything you just described as far as, you know, you know, keeping an open mind and, um, and, and everything that you guys just laid out there, just like, I mean, it, it's really working for you guys and, and the yeah. results show for it. So that's great. Yeah. yeah thank man, you. Thank Appreciate you. it. It's, uh, <laughs> it's low and slow approach for us for sure. I mean, we, everyone obviously wants a get rich quick scheme to pay off for them, but we quickly learn that, you know, it's most people that, become quite wealthy don't get rich off a get rich quick scheme and uh, great things aren't created in a quick way exactly so we're in it for the long haul now and we're continually learning and we don't ever stop or don't ever plan to stop continue learning like that's we're we're not big studiers but we're huge learners and educators so we we can't get enough of this yeah it's it's fun when it's applicable to something that you're creating right for for me at least i don't know about Corey, but uh just in school, I never really enjoyed it or I never had the, the motivation to, to pursue it any further. Like I actually dropped out of school to pursue this business. So mm-hmm. I just, I never did well in school because I didn't have the passion to learn about this stuff. But like now that I'm working on this business, I can't stop learning because I yeah. just, we just love learning and so. gaining a new competitive edge. And that also plays a factor. We're both very competitive. So like <laughs> That's awesome. gaining, gaining new information and saying, yeah. Oh, I learned this today or I learned this. And then like, it's like show and tell almost yeah. turning into morning people too. Like we're never really huge into waking yeah. up early, but and now man, that's, that's another big topic that I wanted to dive into is the self-education and, and the guys. Yeah. Learning. And I feel like we could go on for hours here, but I yeah. want to be respectful of your time too. Cause I see that we're coming close to the end of the hour and it's just really awesome. So I want to give uh, the audience. So what's the best way to follow you guys? Uh, on our Instagram at Rodney Zach, R-O-D-N-E-Y-Z-A-C-H. And at Corey Shawstack at uh, K-O-R-Y-S-Z-O-S-T-A-K. Uh, but more importantly, you know, if you guys are interested in e-commerce or anyone wants to learn more about drop shipping with uh, ourselves and Emma Reed and, and Paul Lee, who are also on the Oberlo channel, you can join our Facebook mastermind group. It's free. It's, uh, you know, just search up Ecom Explorers on Facebook and uh, we'll approve you to get in the group and you can start your journey there. Yeah. And you can ask awesome. us questions or continue the conversation that you'd like to have there as well. Or if you have a lot of knowledge that you want to share with people and help others get started, by all means, join in on the fun and, and you know, get commenting and answering questions for people. They're super appreciative of it. Yeah. And uh, it's an awesome feeling to see when, you know, they comment back on your comment and thank you so much for that or this really helped me out or get across this barrier. So, yeah, so, yeah. it's actually amazing because we're learning stuff as well. Yeah. Like, I'll go in there and I'm like, oh, that's like, that's pretty neat actually. And then I'll research <laughs> it more. I'm like, wow, like we can apply this to our business. So it's like, we're all learning as well, right? We don't want to create a, an ecosystem where it's like, we're at the top. We're, we're just explorers with you guys, right? That's hence the name. Yeah. We're, we're still, yeah. we've only been doing this for a year. And um, we're still we'll always be learning. Always be every learning. Every single day, yeah, we're still. Yeah. 
<laughs> man, yeah. this is great stuff for sure, man. I feel like we could be talking for hours on this. And actually, yeah. this came to mind. Is it cool to uh, follow up with you guys maybe six months down the road, see how things Absolutely. are going? Yeah, that yeah. would be awesome. That would be pick very- up where the conversations lead now because I feel we could talk yeah. more about these things. But I'll be sure to leave links, uh, everything you guys mentioned in the in the podcast show notes so that people can find you guys there. And this is great. So as we get uh, close to wrapping things up, I want to give you guys a chance to leave uh, closing remarks with the audience. So I'll let you guys take it away. The biggest thing that we've learned is uh, opportunity comes your way when you make it happen. Uh, Obviously, it's a pretty cliche idea. But for us, you know, we've ran into so many hurdles along the way. But we've also opened a lot of doors. And it just comes with asking, you know, uh, once you kind of get started in the industry or, or building your own personal brand or business alone, um, you know, everything is an email or a phone call away. And we've learned that, you know, the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually what it is for us is it shows that, you know, we can ask for things, you know, even though we may not be the biggest people in the world or most well-known people in the world, there is opportunity out there for us. You just got to go knocking. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for people is to just start as well. A lot of people are trying to create the perfect product or the perfect website. And I think they're doing it wrong by approaching it that way. Just just start and refine it from there. The biggest thing is um, avoid analysis paralysis, right? Yeah. And don't fear failure. You want to fail. You, failure is good because that, that makes you realize that you're, you did something, but you did it incorrectly and you can learn from that. And if you can learn from your mistakes, then you're going to be successful if you continually just adapt and learn. Very well said. Well, man, I appreciate it, guys. You guys are really awesome. And I look, look forward to staying in touch with you and the audience. Yeah, be sure to plug into the group. You'll get a chance to connect with Corey and Rodney uh, in the Facebook group. Thanks, Perfect. guys. Thank you so much, much, Brian. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tech Money Talks. Endorsed by Player FM, you help make Tech Money Talks the number one dropshipping podcast on the planet. You help the show go mainstream because Tech Money Talks podcast is now officially sponsored by Spotify. If you're ever in Chicago, join our Dropship Chicago meetup group held at 1871 to meet with me personally and other professional dropshippers. We do meetings weekly. I'm now producing new, valuable content on YouTube weekly. Go check it out and subscribe. Tech Money Talks is teaching you all about money-making opportunities that technology can bring. We're just getting started. There's more great things to come. Stay plugged in. Throw me a shout-out. And remember, you're just one product away.